So it's something like, uh, they're the best, worst friends. Best, worst friends. Best, worst friends. With Doug and Tim. Guys, Welcome back to the episode of Best, Worst Friends. Thank you. Thank you. It's kind of tis the season a little bit. I'm Doug. It's episode 92. Hey, man. I'm Tim, and I just want you to know. Uh Uh-huh. That I'm a man. You're a man? How did you, I am did you a man. finally see your wiener? What happened? No, even bigger than that, buddy. <laughs> I changed my tires on my car <gasps> myself. What, and you didn't have to call CAA this time? No, it was just me, some stick to <laughs> and my girlfriend's dad and his tools. Nice. Yeah. And now I'm a man. Nice. He was like, can you pass me a wrench? And I was like, I sure can, David. <laughs> You're looking a little sure parched. Can. can I get you anything? <laughs> Got to keep those <laughs> yeah, exactly. calories Would up you like while some you're tea? doing all this man stuff. <laughs> no, he was the know-how. I was the knees. Oh, nice. bad knees. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Not worth, not worth so like, did... literally taking, like, you'd have a bad week if he did that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to baby them knees. It was great. It's the, it's the manliest thing I've ever done. Congrats. Uh, what did you... Okay, now... We did both of our cars. Now, having done that, looking back on when you took all your tires off and then you couldn't put them on, what did you do wrong in that scenario compared to how you've done it now? Oh, God, I did so many things wrong. <laughs> uh, you're talking about when we lived in that apartment and I tried to change my tires. When we shared the living room. And yeah, and you... <laughs> yeah, and then I uh, remember I when you to had to call CAA to the living room you shared. <laughs> no, I met them in the garage of the parking space uh, of the living room for the living room I shared. <laughs> um, well, the thing is, I didn't put the jack in the right place under the car, mm-hmm. and you're supposed to put it on a piece of metal. Of the frame of the car. Yeah. And I <laughs> don't know what metal looks like. So yeah, I guess red? When Car's compared... red? It's metal? <laughs> yeah. So I put the jack under the car, and then I propped it up, and then I took the tire off, and then the whole car sunk, and <laughs> my door, like, bowed out, because <laughs> I was just on the plastic of the door. Oh, man. And then I was like, well, I can't lift a car. So I had to Dude, call imagine CAA. If, if sheer embarrassment of fucking up something like that could make you like the strongest person on earth for a moment. Just the sheer embarrassment yeah, the of equi- not wanting to be seen. <laughs> yeah, just the equivalent of a mother saving her son <laughs> is like a man saving his pride. Well, like truly, <laughs> one of those acrobatic moves I've ever done is when I lived in that gross basement, I once like leaned on the, the shower door and it completely knocked off and it like <laughs> banged against the other wall and it was basically like cutting me in half like a giant like saw blade and i was like kind of pinned against the wall and i was naked and i th- pretty sure the water was still running and just the shame of like just for context what did you weigh at this point i think i was probably like just north of 300 oh, okay yeah, so yeah you've been working out for a bit 
You could you could hold up a pane of glass. I've been working out a little bit, but not much at this point. I think I just started to work out again, really. Right. But uh, I remember in one fatal movement, because I was just like, I didn't want one of the other comedians we were living with to come in. I picked up the door and like got it right back in the proper spot. <laughs> and I was like, I have no idea how I did that. If I was on like some oh, show and they're like, was... do that again, like that's how you win the million dollar prize. I was like, I don't think I could. Am I naked? Am I afraid someone's going to walk in and see my wiener? Because that's the only thing that could motivate me. A million dollars isn't going to motivate me the same way that someone not seeing my wiener motivates me. Oh, yeah. If if I was in that garage and it was like, Tim, you have to lift this car up or six of the best comedians in the country are going to see your penis... I probably could have lifted that. How car. about for a show? Okay, no perverts are allowed to apply, but instead of a show like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, it's like All right, good luck. Instead of like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, it's Who Wants to Not Have People See Their Penis. And you have to get a bunch of questions right, and if you don't get to the end, you have to like show everybody your penis. And it's like an embarrassing thing. And then and then you get up there, and the guy's like, "Oh no!" And then he's like, "Rock hard." Yeah, he, has like, hey, a, he has an amazing no dick. Yeah, <laughs> hey, he lied. Get out of there. He sent us his headshot. It was Na- it was soft. <laughs> Do you remember that Nathan Fielder sketch where he does like the David Blaine style magic trick, where if he doesn't like get out of these handcuffs, then oh, his a pants robot will be will pulled down and yeah. show his penis to a room full of children. Yeah. <laughs> think about that a lot yeah it's a great sketch but no man it was a fun like manly afternoon wait wait how long I. did it take you uh probably like an hour okay is that like a standard time yeah. i don't know how long this i i don't know either he seemed pleasantly surprised so <laughs> that's fine but we honestly didn't say anything to each other the whole time what he just like it was pointed? just it was just little it was just little words of like Oh yeah, the bolts are over there. Can you grab me that wrench? And then just very quiet work. And I was like, this is what men do. I'm a man uh, right now. Yeah. I was wearing jeans. Was there any part wow. of you that just wanted to like at the end be like, Can you teach me how to ride a bike? <laughs> 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 like I think I'm on a real roll today. Maybe this is the day. My Micah and her mom had walked over to the pet store to get a new cat tree mm-hmm. and it would have been great if they had walked back up the street and seen david giving me a bicycle Can lesson you imagine just out in the roads oh my god do you think that would make her more or less attracted to me i think more that's some serious bonding see i think less <laughs> really i think the conquering think- of uh something not like a fear, but something you're trepidatious like that. I think that would be a turn on. I just don't think that women like it when their father also fathers you a little. Uh, maybe they do. I, I don't, don't think know. they're into that. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. If you're, if you're, uh, if you're listening to this, please message Doug and let him know whether or not you'd be attracted to your father teaching your boyfriend how to ride a bike. Okay, so what would be the opposite for us then? It would be like our mother teaching our significant other something. It, it'd be like our mother breastfeeding our girlfriend. Yeah, I don't like that as much. I don't think I would like it. No, I don't I don't think I would care for that. 
I don't think I'd like it. Those one are bit. mine. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, mommy's special little man. Get off. <laughs> I need mother's milk or I won't grow up big and strong. Yeah. I've never broken a bone. That's you ever, why. I watched this documentary on uh, bodybuilders who drink breast milk because they think it's like has additional nutrients in it. Because they're like, their logic is like, well, look how strong babies get when they drink it. So, like, I hate that. Yeah. And it actually, I hate that so much. If you're drinking uh, breast milk that's not meant for you biologically, it's like actually really fucking gross and really no, bad for you. No, don't put that, really bad don't put that caveat in there. Don't no, put it's that like, caveat in no, there. No, no, no. What I'm, no, what I'm trying to say is if you're not the baby. Unless if it's you're your own mom. The, no, if you're not the baby who's receiving the milk that's meant for you through millions of years of evolution, if you're just like some guy who's just taking this milk, it's weird. But I guess, I mean, that is the basis of all milk except for with animals. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. If the, if yeah, the, if the thing you're taking milk from can't be like, hey, wait a minute, that's not for you. <laughs> Maybe that's what they're always saying. Yeah, if the thing you're t- if the animal you're taking milk from isn't like that'll be ten dollars, then it's fine. <laughs> yeah, because the milk you're drinking was meant for a small cow. Yeah, well, I guess it ended up in the right body eventually. <laughs> I'm a small cow. You're thank you. Uh, do you think you're bigger than a small cow? I don't know how small of a cow. Is it smaller than me? Then yes. That's a great point. <laughs> if, if the cow's smaller that's a fair than argument. me, then yeah, I think I'm bigger yeah. than the cow. That checks I'm out. I'm not great at math, but that's that seems that seems right. Do you feel like you do manly stuff? Do you think you're a man? No, but you know what I do is I watch videos of men doing stuff, and it just kind of gets it out of my system. What kind of stuff? Like building stuff, like guys building cool guitars or just like building furniture and shit like that. And it's almost like your eyes seeing it and experiencing it. It's like you don't have to do it yourself, but it's like you have like that. Are you uh, making? Yeah. Are you making the connection to pornography? Yeah, yeah. It's like porn, but for like the manliest yeah. part of your brain. For sure. That's what it yeah. is. That's it's so what do you think is like like have you ever made anything? You know what? The thing I'm I made that I'm the most proud of probably is uh when I was in plumbing school, we had to do this big project that was like this big uh four by four thing of wood, and then we had all different types of uh, plumbing through it like stainless steel and pex and pvc and copper and we had to all connect it and shit and i actually followed the specifications it looked pretty good it exploded when they tried to <laughs> test it at city pressure because uh i'd forgotten to glue one of the pvc joints but it was it only had to go up to 80 psi and our teacher had pumped it up to 80 and it was holding and I was like exciting. So I was like, yeah, like I never went to class. I was like, woo, big win for me. <laughs> and my class I'm just naturally gifted at plumbing. Yeah, my class is all standing close to it. And I didn't trust myself, right? So I was standing far back. <laughs> and my teacher, like he's seeing it kind of like rattle and like some like little drops form at certain joints. So he's like, let's just see when it would explode. Like you pass, but let's see when it would explode. And he goes to pump it even one more time, and the whole thing just like 
at that one joint. <laughs> just sprays water. I did so much stupid shit there, dude, because, again, I didn't go there much. And that was our first semester yeah. project was that big thing at the end. And then our second semester was uh, we had to rough in a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and I was uh, paired with the other guy who just never went. And uh, I showed up one day, and our, the guy who was like in charge of the shop was just pissed off that we were never there. So he was like riding my ass. He's like, "Come on, you gotta get going. You gotta get your fall behind. You gotta get going." He's like, "Cut into this line. Cut into this line." It was like a PEX line, like it's like a plasticky yeah. pipe. I don't know if you know PEX, and it's like uh, I do not. And I'm like cutting into it. I have this like shear thing that you like pump to like cut through it. And he's yelling at me. He's like, "Go, go, go!" And I'm like, "Ah!" And I'm doing it. I don't realize that the water's still on. And it's the hot water, and it's just spraying me right in the face. And I'm like, ah! And then he runs over and turns it off. <laughs> ah, dude. I was not bad for the plumbing dude, world. That's what I learned. at being a plumber. Dude, and I almost burnt the school down when I tried welding, too. Like, it's just uh, not good all around. That's great. I'm not good with my hands. That's great. Bur- burning the school down while doing plumbing is... A real special feat. That would have been really embarrassing. Would it would just been like a picture of me in the paper, like local idiot burns down school. (laughs) Worst plumber in history burns down school. (laughs) I uh, I might have told you this, but the only thing that I've ever like made made really Mm -hmm. was uh, my nightstand that I still have to this day. I'm very proud of that thing. Wow, but. Something that always haunts me, and like every time I look at it and feel an ounce of pride, is I remember that I didn't cut any of the wood for it in shop <laughs> class because I was afraid of the saw. So I got this kid Ahmed to cut all my wood, and I did all his paperwork. <laughs> I think he just became a little businessman instead of yeah. doing the. I was like, no, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna find a way to be white collar in shop class. I like that. Dude, I remember we had to take soft hands. We had to take our shop class was like a, it was like woodworking and then electrical and uh, car stuff. We didn't do much car stuff. I think we just like looked at a car one day. That was about it. But uh, I remember when we were doing <laughs> the. Like you'll never have one of these. Whenever I had to use the saws because they freaked me out too. Some would try and spook me every time I used it. So I'd be like no as I was going down. <laughs> and I remember we were had to we had to solder one time. And one of the soldering guns had like a big handle and a little soldering piece, and the other one had a big yeah. piece and a little handle. And someone was holding it for <laughs> me, and I was like, uh, I was getting it in position, like holding something. And then uh, I was like, all right, I'm good to grab it. And I go to grab it, and I just grab the hot part because I thought it was the one with the big Fuck. handle. I'm just not handy. What a nightmare. Dude. My jeans, as far back as they go, have not been handy people. I think we were gatherers. We didn't build anything, <laughs> I don't think, ever. You guys were just uh, like watch watch people? Yeah, pretty much. I feel like you could be a warrior. I think you know? I think that's my thing is I think I we gathered and I think we kept watch. You have, you have the capacity for like a whole lot of strength, which is in modern times completely useless. But at some point in history, it must have been very valuable. Yeah. You know, I heard something about when they were building the pyramids. Like, you know, we talk about the being slaves and all that. But apparently uh, they were just like also drunk the whole time. And 
They would just like rub each other down. I don't know where I heard this, but they were having a great time. <laughs> but did you dream it? I might have just, just dreamed dreaming it. about. Sometimes I dream facts and I just believe them after. Drunken Jews lathering each other up in <laughs> ancient Egypt. It's all covered with oil, just like whipping each other with their flying carpets. <laughs> like, stop it. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> oh, um, tangentially related to being a man. Mm-hmm. I was walking down the street with Micah the other day, mm-hmm. and we passed one of Toronto's lovely gentlemen's clubs. <laughs> and uh, outside were three, like, 13-year-old boys. They were just waiting for someone to come and open the door so they could try to peek in <laughs> and maybe see a boob. Nice. <laughs> they were just, like, drinking McDonald's sodas. I was like, that's great. That's, like... 80s style coming of age. Yeah. You know, these kids aren't on their computers. They're out in the world trying to sneak a peek at a boob. Dude, do you remember those? Like, did you ever like hang out with groups of friends and the hangout at some point would take place in no. McDonald's? Let me stop you right there. No. Okay. Well, now I'm sad. <laughs> but, you know, you could get a couple junior chickens and a drink in the summer for like five bucks and you just like chill yeah. with your friends for hours. Then you just like walk around town and just fucking. Let's at least oh, be yeah. doing small towns. And I worked at McDonald's, so I got that sweet discount. Where does the discount? I don't remember. I think it was like 50%, honestly. Jeez. It was a really good discount. Jesus Christ. That is a yeah. lot. I got real big. Oh, oh dude. I'm definitely going through a chubby spell right now. I weighed myself. I saw a number I did not like. But I signed up in a new gym because uh, it's much closer to me. I do. I did like the gym I was at before, but I'm just not going because it's far. But this one is so yeah. And in the winter, that's tough. In the winter, it just won't happen. It's already not happening. Yeah. So now it just won't happen. But this one is cheaper. There's more of them around. But dude, it's so impersonal. I hate it. I go to walk in, and it has like this prison turnstile, and I go and it's like locked, and I'm like, I just want to sign up, and the person lets me through, and they're like, oh, it's. On your phone or at that kiosk out there. I was like, oh, okay. And I was at the kiosk. You basically went to like average Joe's. Yeah, pretty much. Weightlifting gym. There's just one of them before the owners are super cool. Like they would like explain shit to you, you know? Yeah. They know you there. Yeah. Just fucking super nice. They put up a poster of my friend show when I was there. Like, like. Super, super nice people. And this one, like, you put all the information in, and then a black card popped out, and then you beep it, and then you go through this prison turnstile, and it's just, there's just no heart there, but at least there's workout equipment, and at least I'll go. So that's all that really matters. And it's That is important. It's 24 hours, so really, if I wanted to go, like... That is sick. After I podcast, I could go. Yeah. Are you going to? Yeah, I might. Nice, you should. Actually, you know what? I might not because yeah. I'm trying to stay true to this like day on, day off, and then I won't get like too crazy sore, you know? Because I was talking to some people about, I think it's literally, it's almost like you, or at least for me, I almost like OD muscles on working out because you try and go back and do what you did before, like on bench press, and then I'll injure myself, yeah. and my shoulder will hurt. And then I won't want to bench press for a couple weeks. And then I'll go back and I'll try and do what I was doing before and I'll injure myself. And it's just like this never ending cycle. Yeah. That's what I'm like with that's what I'm like with booze. 
But saying I OD on booze is not as cute as saying I OD on muscles. <laughs> You've been drinking a lot? I just can't. I've been, uh, I've been enjoying a couple. Hitting the sauce. But uh, I can't, like, I every once in a while I'll be like, yeah, let's go out and drink. And that's just like, oh, I don't feel good. Uh, I want to go home. Yeah. I Like, I had a good time after a Daniel Array's show last week. I went and did um, friend of the show, Robert Robbie Hatch. Friend uh, of the show featured on my yeah, album. That, His laugh is there at some point. Thank you, Robbie. Yeah. Thank you for your unending He's the support. Best. Um, he rented out a karaoke room. Nice. And uh, yeah. And I went there, and it's one of those. I when I got there, I realized I don't know who his friends are, <laughs> other than me. There was like me and one person he used to live with that I knew, mm-hmm. and then I literally walked in the room because Robbie's like six three, and he's just wearing this gray hoodie and like a sort of tie dye hat, and he's just singing Very Beyonce Robbie. as hard as he can. Yeah, and he's just surrounded by like twelve. Five five women in black shirts and blue jeans, this is followers, and they're all just like dancing and jumping around them. And I was like, "Oh, I don't want to be here at all." <laughs> oh, this stinks. Were you drunk walking into this, or were you sober? I was a little tipsy, and then I had vodka sodas until I couldn't figure out how to order more vodka sodas because it was like an app. Oh, nice. And then, I, and then I went home. I was like, all right, I'm good. I sang one song you with Robbie, and then uh, and I just left. What'd you sing? Uh, Take Care by Drake. It's a song we used to sing back when we lived together. That's cute. So I was like, you got to do it. I was like, all right. That's but cute. It was one of those, like, I was like, I don't I don't know who these people are. They're, like, dancing and making TikTok videos around the room. Oh. I was like, ugh. <laughs> I talked to talked to uh, his old roommate about how much she loves pound cake, and just talked about that for like twenty five minutes. Yeah, that's that's more my speed. That's what I gotta find. Yeah. I have to find the other people at parties who look like they don't know what they're doing there. Right. Where do you stand on angel food cake? I stand in a place where I love all cake, but I can't really tell you off the top of my head what angel food cake is. It's really light. It's like light, fluffy cake. Okay. Yeah. No density at all. Usually served. Sounds like you don't like it. Like, like anorexia moms will have it on their birthday with like whipped cream and some berries on top. Yeah. You ever you ever have any friends who had eating disorder moms? Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's some like skinny, skinny moms. I've known for sure. Also, you know what? The skinny moms are also like the biggest cookers. And it's the ones who like will take the biggest personal affront if you uh, don't eat their food. Or if you don't eat enough. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not what I mean. Okay. What do you mean? I don't mean skinny moms. I mean moms who give their children eating disorders. That's what I mean. Oh, then yeah, I for sure know. Yeah. Probably almost every girl yeah, I know has been given an eating disorder in some regard by a parent. I remember I was helping a lady move, and I was, you know, pretty chunky fella, mm-hmm. as I am now. And uh, and I just walk up to the door, and she was like, she just looked, I'd never met her before, she just looked at me and went, oh, he is big. 
And I was just like, what the fuck? All right, so you want me to grab a box or something? Because <laughs> I can't be like, I'm going home. I'm not putting up with this. Dude, that's 100% what I would have done. I'm like, oh, she's a cunt. And I would have just went home. <laughs> I'm like, fuck you. I'm not helping. Yeah, well, now imagine you were 22. Now I'm probably like, oh, I'm sorry for being fat. I would have helped and I would have <laughs> yeah. cried for the rest yeah, of exactly. my life. Yeah. Yeah, and then you would have spent the whole day like I did making sure my shirt was all the way pulled down. Oh, dude. Did I ever tell you about the so time? Winnie the Pooh in it in the middle of the move. There was a time I, like, uh, met this girl at levity and we decided to go to like a club to dance after and i had been going through a chubby spell again kind of a theme in my life and i was trying yeah. to wear clothes that i knew were tight to kind of shame me into being better <laughs> health choices and we're dancing and she kept like dancing and like putting her arms up and I kept just, I would bring my arms up, but only like at the elbow and just be like, yeah, because I just, if I because lifted if you up, raise oh it over your God. head, dude, my tits would come out. Th That's how, yeah, it would have elastic banded into your face. Yeah. Like a cartoon character, but like, the, like coming up to my face. <laughs> yeah. And they just stuck doing the Winnie the Pooh shirt pulled down like, oh, stuff and fluff. Yeah. My pasty tits would have blinded her. The last thing she would have seen was my tits. <laughs> no one deserves to go that way. <laughs> you all right? I'm too warm, but I'm not, I'm not taking my sweater off. Dude, you look weird without your glasses. It looks different. Can you put like a... F you look weird. Can you, can you put a filter on the video where it looks like you still have glasses, <laughs> even though you don't have glasses on? <laughs> I just feel uncomfortable. Hold on. I'll try. Yeah, see if, see if can, I can get see that working. find something like that. It, it, it is a thing where, um, was it video filter? It is a thing where, like, like you look like Stuart Service right now. It's like creeped I me can't out. See these, I can't see these filters without my glasses. <laughs> um, there he is. There's because my, Tim. my your eyes just look so much smaller without glasses on. Yeah, I start to think your eyes are just that big. Oh my god! Yeah, is this is just better in general. Tim, you look so cool. <laughs> what did you change? Get some sunglasses going. This is great for, an, again, an, a mostly audio podcast. This is great. Oh, that's good. Is that Sean White? Is that John Lennon? Yeah. <laughs> it's me, John Lennon. You may have heard my new Beatles single. Still imagine. Still imagining. <laughs> no, the Beatles came out with a new song this week. What? Really? Yeah. Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr used AI no. to uh, recreate John Lennon's voice no. for a song that I guess he wrote but didn't really record. Fuck, I think something fuck like that. that forever. Fuck that forever. Because yeah. he didn't release it. So he didn't want it out there. It's fucking gross. I hate that shit. That's like I, I heard I about Harper Lee when... Uh, Ghost Set a Watchman came out. I was so excited to see it in bookstores, and I bought it, and then I was reading about it, and apparently her fucking shitty kids or her shitty publisher, while she was, like, dying and incoherent because she had dementia or whatever she, when she was old, they made her sign off the rights to the book because she never wanted it to come out. And then so this book comes out because they know it was going to make shit tons of money. So then I just ended up never reading it because I was like, you know, she didn't want me to read it. 
And I feel like a dick for buying it in the first place and giving these fucking losers money because she's dead. Yeah, that stinks. Yeah. I, I'm i putting this on the record now. If I die, no one sell anything. No. No one gets anything. None of it. No. Put Burn my laptop. Burn all my notebooks. Oh, yeah. And Don't then let anybody put them in my notebooks. sarcophagus and bury me in my pyramid. Yeah, yeah. Put put my notes in my casket and like burn me all together so I can just be ashes with my yeah. notes. That'd be nice. Oh, and then just like the horrific ghosts that come out of those notebooks. Just screaming ghosts. Yeah. I was at the store the other day. Ah! <laughs> oh, yeah, because you've been reading your... um. Like, tap into your creativity, you're a writer, believe in yourself books. I've been trying to, yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I am as well. I got Rick Rubens. I think you've got... Oh, uh, nice. Bird, How far bird are you on into bird. It? bird by Bird. I was thinking about doing a review uh, review video called Bird by Bird by Doug. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I might do it. But it's like, this, this Rick Rubin book is very much like tapping into the muse and ideas come from the universe. And I tried to buy into it. I really did. Mm-hmm. But my glasses are fogging up. But I like tap into the universe and then I like sit down in my notebook. And then the first words that come out are like, my dick looks like a. Uh, but that's the thing. <laughs> just the dumbest ass. You have to get shit. that out of the way. Because your brain, it's like your brain is revolting. So it's like, poop, poop, pee, pee. See, we're not good at this. See, we suck. We shouldn't do this. We shouldn't even try. And then you push through that, and then you'll find something good, you know? I know, but also I kind of just like writing dick jokes. Well, then write dick jokes. If the universe is like, Tim is our perfect dick joke vessel, he is the one. Give him all of the dick jokes. Who am I to stand in the way? I'm, you know? I mean, if you're writing good dick jokes, who is anyone to say? I'm not. They're bad. What if you release an album good. that's just called Dicks, and it's just like half an hour of dick jokes? Be pretty. Funny. I really wanted to call. I really wanted to call my first album um, "Dicks and Taxes." Oh, it's but, like death and taxes. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not going to now, <laughs> because your your response has shattered my confidence. Yeah. So I will not be doing that. I think if it was something that was a little bit closer to death, you know. But I like I like where your head was at. Any other plays you could do? Like, well, fun. <laughs> I wait. I don't want to talk about this on here. I'm never releasing an album. I have no plans to record an album. I have about 38 seconds of material. You know what? I'm, so uh, it really doesn't matter. I'm really enjoying this uh, this screenwriting software. I didn't realize how easy it was to use. It fucking does everything for you. The only thing you have to do yeah, is write. Yeah, it's really easy. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Really, really cool. I'm like, because I'm reading yeah, that's that why book. that's so expensive. Because I'm listening to that book, The Talent Code, and it talks about, you know, one of the most useful things for developing a talent is uh, practice. And if you're not practicing, you know... What the fuck are you doing? Like, who are those? The sisters. There's like three sisters who wrote all these amazing books in uh, England. The Brontes. Yeah. But, you know, people talk about, oh, they were so good since they were young. But, you know, you look at the stuff they wrote when they were young and it's like, it's not good. It's just carbon copies of everything they were reading. But it's also carbon copies. And then they adapt the stories over time. So when 
Emily Bronte's writing whatever one she did, she'd been writing that story for ten years the bell already. Jar. Something like that. I don't know. I, I don't know her. what it is. But it's like they've already I think she killed herself yeah. in an oven. Yeah, I did I did hear they all died tragically young. But you know So maybe don't practice. <laughs> but it mean like So you won't die tragically young. But even you know, I don't know. It was a really interesting read. I like the idea of you kind of have to fumble through and then you'd figure it out along the way. Plus, I have you to bounce it off of. You can tell me if I'm doing stuff wrong. Gives you an opportunity to call me dumb and be right. I'm the guy. You're unequivocally right. I didn't call you dumb. No, no, but I'm saying in the future if I do something wrong. Yeah. If you want to model yourself... Or be inspired by someone. Tony Morrison's the way to go. She, um, Tony Morrison. She was like a, she was like a broke, single mom, mm-hmm. and then she would just write every night after she put her kids to bed. She'd like come home from work, bit, cook for her kids, look after her kids, and then put them to bed, and then she would write all night. And she wrote some of the best books ever. She's fucking great. Fuck yeah. But see, that's because like yeah. she just like actually sat down there and and wrote, you know. I know, and I don't even have kids, <laughs> and I'm like, ah, I don't have time. Ah, it's just not enough yeah, dude. time. And it's such a stupid excuse. It's like, what do you mean time? Like, sit down for 10 minutes and write anything, yeah. you know? Just practice the skill of doing it. Do the thing. Get it out of the way. But also, listen, if you have a dream and you don't do it, just don't do it. What? Why? You know, what is this just advice? Spe- this just spend the advice. rest. Just spend the rest of your life not doing it, and then you won't have done it, and it's fine. Tip: Never be a motivation. <laughs> if you're listening speaker. to this, and you're not following your dreams, good for you. It takes courage to not follow your dreams. <laughs> That's what I believe. Hey, you're the heroes. You guys are the heroes. Yeah. Every Tom, Dick, and Dickless can get up there and be like, "I'm trying to pursue my." Nah, it's dumb. Okay, stay home, relax, casually stress a little about all of life, and then die. That's beautiful. That would be nice. That would be nice. The art of stress is a different stress. It's a constant, (laughs) awful stress. There's nice parts of it, for sure. Yeah, that being said, you'll never hear me call myself an artist. That's for goddamn sure. Why not, Tim? Embrace it. No. You're an artist. Ugh. You're an artist. I'm not. The, st- I don't do the shit. stage is canvas and the dick jokes are your brush. Your brush is your dick. <laughs> my my dick is my brush. Yeah. My paint is my Come. jizz and my <laughs> canvas is the world. Mm-hmm. I'm like Rupee Cower, dude. That was fucking beautiful. You are like a, a ruby coward. <laughs> I don't know, it was dumb. I'm a I'm a fucking droopy coward. <laughs> oh, but also I can't follow my dream. I don't have time, okay? I have Neopets to look after. Tim, it's so weird as an adult you've got back into Neopets. I I thought we were something? joking about this... it one night. This is just for you. We were joking about it one night. Okay. And 
we were just talking about, oh, wouldn't it be funny if we got Neopets? I remember that. That was so silly. And then you try it out, and now he's got like a face. He's like a little man. Oh, uh, yeah. They have those. They All have right, hold those... on. Talk for one second. I got to take this fucking sweater off. I'm dying. They have hold those on. adorable eyes. Like, it's hard not to. And you know how they get you? This is how they get you with the Neopets, is you have to feed these motherfuckers, and you have to care for them, and if you're not spending time in the game and making money, then you're taking your fucking ragtag group of Neopets, and you're taking them to the soup kitchen, and it's embarrassing, and you're a child, no. and you're taking a bunch of Neopets to the soup kitchen, and that's I've, what I did. I'm thriving. I have... Well, I over a hundred thousand neo points in the bank. I would always forget my for my logins, days. so I would never be able to build up anything. So it'd just be I would make like three neo pets, and I would bring them to the soup kitchen, and they'd all look like sad. And I was like, "This game sucks. Oh, this game sucks. It sucks, dude." Yeah, I'm like, I'm fucking well, they poor. Make it and I'm so playing easy the game now. for, and I'm poor in the game. I don't want that. No, they have they have daily challenges. It's like, you know. Buy anything and then get seven thousand neo points. And you're like, all right, I'll just do it. Play a game and get four thousand. They make it so easy. Do you think to not think, to like be a good parent? Do you think maybe because and I got my because it's for children? Do you think it's easy because it's for children? Maybe. No, I think it's because I'm good at it. Oh, okay. Hold on, let me show you. Let me show you my little man. <sighs> Here's the thing, I am. So dedicated to this little man. Oh my god, Tim. Imagine <laughs> oh if you can see god, him. Oh my god, I can. I bought him I bought him an autism awareness hoodie. Oh my god. With his khaki pants and his bucket hat. Tim, are you okay? <laughs> Is this a cry for help? <laughs> what? This feels like a cry for no. help. Tim, I believe Tim it, you made a little warthog with a hat. But this seems like a cry for my help. My little man. Joel and Ethan Cohen, because apparently your Neopets have to have a distinct name that no one has ever used before. Really? So you got to get a little creative. Wow. But yeah, he's a little guy. He loves reading and he gets nervous when he meets new people. He, uh, I need you to play okay. real video game. What about that N64? Did you end up getting that N64? No, I did not. But here's the thing. I'm trapped now. What do you mean okay. you're trapped? I'm completely trapped. Like, Micah also got some Neopets. She adopted one who had been... He, <laughs> he was famished when she adopted him, and he was 5,000 days old, which means he was born in 2009 <laughs> and then was abandoned. Wow. I didn't know you could adopt them. <gasps> that makes me feel good. That means all the Neopets I left out there might have been adopted. That's nice. No, you have to give them up for them to be adopted. Oh, They're just okay. sitting oh. in your old account. That's the thing. So Micah left them for five days because she's not a psycho like me. Yeah. And then she saw that I got mine an autism awareness hoodie, and she was like, oh, I feel like I need to look after mine now. <laughs> and I, uh, and then she looked it up, and both her Neopets were like crying and starving, but they'll never die. They'll just starve forever and be sad. Oh, my God. And so now we're just like... We're just both fucking locked in because we watch Toy Story as children, and so we put personalities 
on inanimate objects oh my God. with faces. Did you ever see that YouTube video where it's like these people edit the end of Toy Story 3 to end when it's like they're going into the incinerator and they show it to their mom and their mom's just like, oh my God, why would it end like that? Like, you know, that moment when Woody and Buzz are like going down the thing and they just like close their eyes and like cower together. They just like fade oh, into yeah. black there. And their mom's like, why would they do that? And then later they're like <laughs> watching the movie with the whole family and they like get past that part and it keeps playing and everyone's just laughing at the mom that she thought that that was actually how the movie Oh, ended. that's funny. But I mean, I would think that if someone was good enough at editing stuff and they just was watching what I thought was the movie and that happened. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to fall for that. <laughs> My first thought is going to be like, this was Alter. This is doctored footage. If I watched the whole yeah. movie up until that point. Yeah. I'd be like, why would they do this to me? I like those toys. <laughs> so how are you? So but you're I, um, just a Neopets guy now. You have the weirdest problems, Tim. Remember when you lost a lot of money on the Oscars? Now you're losing time to Neopets. You're like, I don't have time to write. And you have a, I have a, these are two sentences that my friend Tim said today. I don't have time to write, and I have 100,000 points in Neopets. <laughs> <laughs> well, Those are both listen, sentences that my friend I have friend responsibilities, Tim said okay? To, I'm like Toni Morrison. To I have Joel to come home from Cohen. work, and I look after my Neopet, and then once my Neopet goes to bed, then I can write. Can I ask you a question? Have you ever got out from being like, out and about and before you feed the cats, you look after the Neopet? No. <laughs> Neopet needs, like, 15 minutes of work every two days. Okay? I'm not, like, is there like destroying a, my life for this fucking Neopet. Is there, like... It's like you log on. It's like, your Neopet, your Neopet has an anal gland infection. You have to apply <laughs> anal cream to your Neopet three times a day. And it's just wearing a cone. <laughs> You're just like sitting there, like, why is this a fucking touchscreen mini game? I hate this. <laughs> why can I feel the butthole? Were you like, so were you big on Neopets back in the day? Like, if you didn't go outside, were you yes. like Habbo Hotel? Were you a big yes. Habbo Hotel guy? Neopets, just not Habbo Hotel. I didn't like anything where I would actually interact with other people because I was afraid of pedophiles. Oh, but did I for sure talk to a I, lot of pedophiles? Yeah. Yeah, we all did. That was just something that happened. It's crazy. It's crazy when you think <laughs> about it. We all talk to so many pedophiles, but thankfully they're all like I know, but some fucking, you know, loser pedophiles who are never going to do anything. Not trying to inspire pedophiles out there to fucking follow their dreams, but like these are just guys who are just going to talk to kids. Just fucking Well, weirdos. the thing is it gets it changes generation to generation. Right, like the generation now, pedophiles just like like their videos, <laughs> and like leave a comment that they don't have to read. Our generation, we had like, we talked to pedophiles on like MSN, instant message, yeah. like on instant message behind or these virtual the occasional, like Omegle style yeah, chat yeah, roulette yeah, yeah. video chat, and then our parents had to just like see him in the street. And be like, that's Rusty. Stay away from him. He's a pedophile. And then Rusty be like, hey, kids. And my parents be like, get away from me. Yeah. 
And the generation before that, they all had to marry pedophiles. <laughs> That's true. Because that was that was someone had to look after them. That's just how so it you have to go marry a pedophile. You know, I was reading that. Uh, Congratulations, you're 14. That uh, that talent code. So we're improving, is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, we're doing we're doing better, slowly but surely. That when I was reading that that talent code book, it talked about you know how the Italian Renaissance was such a hotbed for you know geniuses and all these like you know great works of art and all that stuff. And it talked I like about where you're going with this. Well, it talked about the mentoring program, and it's like yeah, an old master would have a young boy starting at the age of seven work for him, and all I thought was yeah, I bet you those boys did a lot of work. Bet you those boys put in a lot of work. You so what you're saying dish. is we need to go back to that system and then we'll have great art again. No. That's why the Marvel movies suck. <laughs> because they don't have seven-year-old Let mentors Paul around. Paul Feig touch a kid. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you say Feig? How do you say his name? It's Feige. Oh, I'm the dumb one? It's Feig. I'm going to call him up. I don't know. I've never Pauly, read his baby. name. I've only ever heard it said. Oh, just, I've only read it. I've never heard it said. Where do you read stuff? Are you reading about I don't know, fucking Kevin Feige? 67 Marvel movies on the produced credit? <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's a good point. He's a, he's a pretty big deal. Yeah, dude, he single-handedly put together that Marvel universe in terms of like how all the movies kind of tie into each other. It's his idea. It's fucking mm-hmm. awesome. Very impressive. I yeah, mean, the movies, just... like, they suck now, but there's some good ones. There are some good ones. You can hate them all you want, yeah, but but they're good. Some of them. Some of them. I like, I like the story of Iron Man, like, before that happened. Yeah. And everything popped off. It was literally, like, on set. It would just be Robert Downey Jr. and Jon Favreau in their trailer just writing the movie. I and love then they that. would go out and do it. I love it. Also, I think Iron Man has one of the coolest origin stories in terms of like when he's stuck in the cave and he makes that suit to bust himself out. I thought that was the fucking coolest thing when I was watching that in theaters when I was a kid. I thought that was legit yeah, too, one man. of the coolest fucking also the VFX in Iron Man like really brought superhero movies to a new level. Like that shit looked insane. And Iron Man was kind of like yeah. the gold standard for special effects. Iron Man 2 is brutal. But Iron Man 3 is pretty good. I never saw it. You never saw Iron Man 3? Honestly, I, uh, we're checking out. You know no. what? Like Iron Man 3, uh, I forgot a lot of it. I remember when I was watching The Last Avengers, and it's doing that shot along the water after What's-His-Fuck's funeral, and it's showing all the people from the universe. There's just so many characters. I remember like a couple times I was like, the fuck is that guy i've never seen that guy before and then i realized it's like the little kid from iron man 3 it's just like he had hit a mad growth spurt so he was like 16 compared to 13 when he filmed and he's like six foot now so have you heard the story of um i think it was gwyneth paltrow the lady who plays uh pepper yeah pepper Potts. they were interviewing her about a movie she was in Mm mm-hmm uh, one of the Marvel movies, and her response was, oh, I didn't know I was in that one. Because <laughs> she would just go and film a bunch of stuff, and then they would just put it wherever they needed it. That's honestly smart, because you think of it as a way to get 
a lot of talent into your movies, into a lot of different movies, you know, because like how how much would it cost to get Gwyneth Paltrow in all these different movies if you're having to fly her out to here and fly her out to there and all this different shit. But if you can like, you know, get a bunch of chunks done for like, oh, we just filmed stuff for Iron Man 3, Black Widow, blah, 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 this, Avengers but, 2. But- that also guarantees that whatever scene she was in was absolute bullshit because she didn't even know what the fuck was happening in the movie yeah. that she was supposed does, to be in. It does kind of make you worry about them taking the heart of the movie out. That's one thing I don't like about the movie world. I think, like, I don't like having to f- film stuff not chronologically. I get it in terms of, like, budget and having to get shoots together, but I feel like that would be the tough part of acting. Oh, like... Like you're filming like, like filming it by scene. Like you're filming like, like right, the So now what if like you've come back from the war and you're fucked up. Like do you ever hear stories where it's like, oh yeah, first day of shooting happened to be like the last scene of the movie because they it's like this big moment or something like that, and you have to have this like <laughs> like this emotion you've had throughout the whole thing. It's the first day, you know? Yeah. It's weird. I think that would be difficult, and I think walking is hard. I've heard that. And acting? Yeah, I've heard it's difficult to walk. God, actors are just so like, whiny about everything. It's do walk. walking, bro. It's walking. I, uh, I'm i excited to see this movie called Priscilla, mm-hmm. which is about Priscilla Presley, but a fucking mm-hmm. comic from Toronto is like in it. Oh, yeah? It's a Sofia Coppola movie starring Jacob Elordi and as Elvis and a woman whose name I don't remember mm-hmm. as Priscilla. And he's, like, one of the friends in the thing. He had, like, a trailer and, like, he, like, has words. Wait, who's this person? Matt Shaw. Matt Shaw. I don't know who that is. Very tall, handsome man. No, oh, good for him. He's also funny and runs great shows. I would hate him if he wasn't so fucking nice. <laughs> good for him. That's huge. He's the exact... Yeah, man. It's going to be so weird because I'm going to see the movie. I was going to see it before I knew he was in it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to see it. And it's gonna, I'm just going to like see him. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't I don't know if I want to have friends I've who are done in. open mics with that guy. Yeah, I don't know if I want to have friends in movies because like, it's already weird enough recognizing people from commercials. Like all the time I'll see like Joey Harlem and all these different people. And I Sam know. Burns and that OLG. Yeah, yeah. Dude, did you see when he went to, I think we talked about this, he went to Comic-Con and like was signing autographs or like set up a booth. Hilarious. Who? Sam Burns. Also, like if you live in Toronto, oh, go funny. check out his theater show. That guy has balls of steel. He rented out a theater and he's putting on a fucking theater show. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. For his album. Yeah. That's sick, dude. All you got to, you fill the theater, you make it look like you're a huge star. One night, trick them. Trick the internet. That's all you got to do. Trick them. Trick them all. I should have done that during COVID. I should have just rented out a theater and then had no one in it and be like, I was COVID. (laughs) What are you going to? So many people wanted to come. Dude, we should. But they couldn't. We should one day just rent out a theater and just do our material on stage and then just edit a laugh track into it. (laughs) See if we can make it convincing. (laughs) That'll be good. I um Hold on. 
Oh yeah, did you want to talk about uh, your appearance on radio, Mister Fucking Big Shot Radio Man? Oh yeah, I did this show called Because Design Matters. I guess he usually has rappers on, but Devin had reposted about my album, and the guy had recognized like Jackson Square, so he's like, "Oh, this guy's from Hamilton," so he reached out. But it was a lot of fun, but it got me thinking when I went there, I was looking at the programming, and there's no, like, comedy programming or anything like that. And I was talking to the guy, and he said, yeah, most of the hosts of radio shows don't actually go to Mac. So I put in, like, a little proposal to run, like, a little comedy thing. So I think it'd be cool. Well, I think it'd be cool to have something that had Canadian comedy, and I think it'd be a good advertisement for the local scene in terms of, like... Yeah. Say a headliner's coming to levity, it's like, say it's Jarrett Campbell or something like that. You're like, hey, here's a, a track from Jarrett Campbell's Straight White Fail. You can see him this weekend at levity or something. Like, I think that'd be a great advertise And have comics come on you know, and do interviews and shit. Like, it'd be fun. Are you, do you know what you're going to call it? Uh, I said Steel City Laughs on the thing, but I wasn't, like, married to the name. You got any suggestions? Nice. And then you need to come up with something... That allows you to have like a fun nickname for your listeners. Okay. For when you do your sexy radio voice, like "Hello out there, Radio Land." <laughs> this next one coming at you is from a guy named Marito Lopez. Oh yeah, that'll be <laughs> fun. Yeah. Yeah, I honestly, I think it'd just be a cool thing to work on. It'd be a good promo for me. Good promo yeah, for man. for the scene. You know. S- speaking of promo, uh-huh. you doing anything this week, Doug? Uh, the only show I have on the book so far is uh, I'm doing a show in Aaron for Rusty Nail Comedy on Thursday, but I'll probably sneak my way onto Mosaic on Friday. Is it Kev headlining or are you headlining? Apparently, he, Renee, and I are each going to do 15s. Oh, nice. Renee Grew? I did not ask. Okay. I don't know who else it would be. I assume. Do you got any other shows? Yeah. What do you got going on? We're going to do 15 to 20, which will be awesome. I'm really going to try to do it clean. Nice. That's a cool challenge. At least do, at least do like as much as I can clean. Yeah. Clean for me. Not like. Yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, guys, I, my first album, Let Himself Go, is out there. You can get it wherever you get albums. I prefer Bandcamp because that's where I make the most money. It's cool. Uh, keeps me alive. Helps me buy food. Much appreciated. Uh, and I'm at absolute on wednesday oh fuck yeah dude hell yeah yeah that's why you worked there last week jason yeah, was should be fun i've been cool oh yeah on friday i'm gonna fucking meet your lady finally oh yeah i'll bring her up to the show hopefully that'll be yeah. fun a real one not like oh yeah that other one you were such a you were such a <laughs> catty bitch when we called you on the phone or when you called i us was on not the catty yeah you I were was just drunken in public yeah you were like hi tim we're all like excited to talk to you and then uh you're like well i wanted to talk about the the craft and we're just like talking for a second you're like i'm drunk we're like we're drunk too Woo! and then you're like mm, bye and just hung up <laughs> i was like uh yeah because i wanted to talk to you about you know stuff yeah. Jokes and Wieners scripts and stuff. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm having a thing. I'm having a problem with my ass. I think I can get five. <laughs> and so I called you up. 
And then it was like, hey. Yeah, we met you with this a lot is of energy. What this is the energy we're bringing to the call. And I was like, oh, yeah. no, I don't want to do that. Yeah, we just so made, it was like in public. People are walking by we me. We basically made you uh, walk into like a surprise party. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's a surprise party, but it's not an actual party. Yeah. <laughs> it's just surprise yeah, people. Just surprise. And then I thought I was, I drunkenly thought I was like being polite because <laughs> I was like, all right, you guys have a good night. And I just hung up. <laughs> and you then know what? It would have been as I walked it... down the street yeah. and I sobered up a little more. I had this thought of like, uh, should I call him back? That felt weird. <laughs> no, it's okay. To make you feel better, we just made fun of you all night. So it's fine. I think I, you guys fine. will be fast friends. I think it'll be good. Well, I made fun of you guys all night. What do you think of that? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, to just whoever would listen at the Wendy's. <laughs> You're at Wendy's? No, no, I was a good boy. Mm, I'm not a fat bitch like you. Ah, mommy, he's being mean again. <laughs> Whatever, you're going to go to the gym. You'll be fine. Get shredded, hopefully. Just my forearms. That's Dude, don't get do. shredded. I would hate no, that. I don't want it. I I can't. You're even, already. I can't lose too much weight because my body just starts looking inspirational, and that's not a good look for anybody. I don't like <laughs> it. It's just not. It's just not there. But I'm thinking like you're already sit around like, like two seventy five. It'd be cool. Yeah. Honestly, when you can bench two plates, you kind of turn into a dick like for a month and a half. I can still bench two plates. Yeah, but when you can do it comfortably, you like you really start big dogging me. I can see you yeah, like sizing it. me up, like I could rip this guy in half. Like this guy can't bench like me. Yeah, I'm a fucking. All big I got, man. all I gotta do is pick Tim up at the right angle and like crimp him like a phone book, and I can just fucking ah, rip him right in half. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, go have fun benching. I love that you're like, yeah, I haven't worked out in a while, but I can still bench two twenty five. I probably could. Fucking savage. Yeah. But again, All right. it's this reasoning that gets me to hurt myself and then I won't go for a couple weeks because I'll do like <laughs> two reps and then be like, this isn't as easy as it usually is. And I'll go for a third rep and then it'll take every ounce of my being to not kill myself and get the bar back up. And then, yeah, then I'm injured. Otherwise, you have to call CAA in your old apartment building and be like, can you help me get this off me, please? <laughs> Be funny if you had to call CAA to like help you with other manly things. Like they, they get there and you're like, I've never shaved before. <laughs> I don't know you put in a lot of time on those how to tie a tie YouTube videos, Doug. I did. I needed to. It paid off. Hard work I, I pays off. The, I should watch that. You know that YouTube series that the guy made where he shows like young men how to do things that fathers teach sons oh yeah it's like a dad it's like a stepdad yeah channel yeah if you like don't have a dad you watch this yeah i should do that just to learn stuff that my dad just didn't teach me (laughs) because he was too busy having a phd (laughs) dude i really you got to bring back the bicycle joke and talk about maybe your dad doing it now that he's retiring i think that'd be funny that is funny all right if you guys hear me do that live, forget that Doug said I should do that. Oh, my God. I loved uh, I don't think we talked about it on here when Scott complimented the one line. Oh, Maybe fuck. the one brutal. line in one of your jokes that's not yours is something yeah, I, I did gave 15 you. minutes. 
And then he comes up to me. He's like, oh, man, I love this one line. Doug's standing there just beaming. <laughs> I knew like, it was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, Doug wrote that one. The one line in the whole act that I didn't fucking write. Honestly, in uh, in your defense, I think your line after is better. But anyways, guys, that's the podcast. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. We love you. Uh, th- thanks for listening. Goodbye. Yeah.